Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Thursday edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob Getty, Kelly Center. We're, of course, broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue. Proud supporters of our program, we're happy to say, and proud supporters of of Southern Miss Athletics and a great place to take your family tonight uh, for dinner and a great place to cater what would be what Kelly the last the last uh, tailgate opportunity of the year uh, next week uh, when Troy comes to town the last uh, last game of the regular season and of course if the Eagles run the table a potential bowl bid might be at birth <laughs> Could you believe? I can't believe you. Now, wait a minute. I just can't believe you it, just threw that out. It, it's possible. It's yeah, possible. Well, there are a lot of things possible in life, Kelly. But. Was it Perry Como that had a hit with, It's possible for the <laughs> stars to meet the sea. It's just possible. I or, thought it was impossible. Okay. I, I okay. could be wrong. Well. I could be wrong. Hey, men's basketball beat Xavier last night 76-45. to That would be the 17th consecutive home win Big games from Donathan, Donovan Ivory, Bryson Hall, and Mo Arnold, I'm happy to say. Uh, Southern Miss finished with five blocks and 50 rebounds. The Gold Rush only 31 total rebounds. Montgomery and Ivory led all scores. That's Colby Montgomery, you and I have been talking yeah. about. He uh, put up 11 points last night. He also added a team-high seven rebounds for a career night. And Jeffrey Armstrong, one of the great kids on the team, Came off the bench and scored a career-high nine points. It helped the Golden Eagles uh, to a season-best 38 bench points. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Old Nation, joins us uh, on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Heath, uh, three games in, the Golden Eagles now 2-1 and one with wins over Xavier, William Carey, and a loss to Akron. What do we know, if anything, uh, early in the year about this basketball team? I think right now, look, when you play William Carey and Xavier, you're supposed to beat them like they did if you're Southern Miss, if you're a D1 program, or it's just the way it's supposed to be. Talent level, the gulf is just so huge. Uh, so they did a good job, got some bench points they hadn't had this season. I think, you know, going in to play against other uh, D1 programs, I think it's going to be a little tougher. I'd like to see uh, the bench play a little better, I think, you know. The team's got talent. They're athletic. They just have issues scoring at times. And they go in these droughts, and they even had a couple of droughts last night. But their defense is so good they were able to stop 
Uh, the other team wasn't able to capitalize ever. But I think the team is really good. I think they're athletic. But they got to get some more offensive production, and hopefully they can get that from uh, Kobe Montgomery. Uh, the NCAA, we all know that they're just uh, – who knows what they're doing up there. I don't think anybody knows what they're doing about Corbella. Uh, if they could get him back, man, what a shot in the arm that would be. That would that would take this team to another level. So uh, hopefully he gets cleared. But this team's good. They just got some issues scoring at times, and uh, they've got to work on that because once they get into uh, D1 play and conference play, that's going to be a, a different animal altogether. And let's put Kelly to the test. Up next, Utah Valley in the Jacksonville Classic. They play Sunday morning at eleven. Kelly, what is the nickname of Utah Valley? I think it's the Snowhawks. Wow. I think. I, no, I, I, I'm not sure completely on that one. Are you kidding one. me? You, you actually know. No, well, I, I think it's the Snowhawks. The Snowhawks. But, you know, when Heath was talking about the inconsistency of the scoring, of course, the only other way you can combat that is to play great defense, right, where you don't need to put up as many points. That's overstating right. the obvious, but Juan Cardona – who is listed as kind of the defensive coordinator of the Southern Miss basketball team, if you will, he has always said that their goal every night that they go out on the court is to not let the other team score more than 50 points. And the Eagle players, regardless of who they play, the Eagle players know that practice the next day is not going to be pleasant if they allow more than 50 points. So that's one of the ways that they're that they are trying to combat inconsistency at this point in the early season is just adding a little bit of tenacity on the defense and trying to shut people down. Have you seen the new coach, Cardona? I mean, with the, long the hair, back hair and the black suit on last night? And no, I don't, he's not. I, the black suit bothers me because you can't see him sweat. And I've always enjoyed watching him. The only man I've ever known, Heath, that sweats through a suit. Oh, he's he's maybe one of the hardest workers in, in college basketball. You watch him during the game, he's on the floor, he's screaming, the arms are going crazy getting guys in position. I mean, once that once once it's it's fun to watch actually. It's quite but you see how hard he coaches. He coaches as hard as the players play. Yeah, no question. I mean I mean that's that's what's that's what's fun to watch with him. But you know, Guys, one thing about this year with the, what they did with the NIT, the Southern Miss has time to get things together before conference play starts. Because really, it doesn't matter. Because they changed the NIT, really doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. Uh, the Sun Belt's a one-bid league. It matters what you do in the tournament. So you've got time to you know build as in years past you didn't. This team with a lot of new faces has time to build before the conference tournament hits because – that's what's important is winning the conference tournament. Everything else now is trivial because you can't get the NIT with an automatic bid. Right. Kelly, uh, the College Board has approved the renovations to Reed Green. How important do you think that is to the program? Well, compared to the cost, you know, return on investment, that's the biggest question, ROI. You hear everybody talk about, well, what's the return on investment? When you look at the fact that only 66 teams – are going to play in the NCAA tournament. Heath just talked about the Sun Belt being a one-team one league. Well, there's 300 and some Division I teams. All right, so that's generally 20% of the teams are even going to get to play postseason, right, in, in the NCAA. When you compare that to college football, where there's only, you know, 120-some teams and almost 70 get to play in bowl games. So that's over half. 
So you have to think return on investment would be better in football than in basketball. But look, Reed Green has desperately needed it for years. I mean, it's been around as long as you and I have been, Bob. Right. So, uh, oh. And this is what was promised anyway with the bond issue and the tax, not the bond issue, but the tax that was instituted a couple of years ago to uh, bring a facelift and more modern. And really, it's keeping up with the Joneses. Look at what Georgia Southern just did, a hundred and. $110 million you know, upgrades in, in what they're going to be doing to their athletic facilities, a covered football facility, a brand-new basketball arena. So if you're going to play in the Sun Belt, you got to pay to play. Hmm. What do you say, Heath? How important is this renovation going to be? It's huge. It's huge for many reasons. Uh, now, you look at what is happening in the Sun Belt with facilities, and uh, as much as I love Rick Green Coliseum, it, it's the proverbial dump. I mean, it, you laugh, we call it the yurt for a reason. Um, it has character, and it's loud, but it needs so much work. It needs, uh, you know, what they're going to do with the practice facility and putting a new entranceway, bathrooms, concession stands. I mean, the thing needs to be upgraded. It's old. It, it needs it bad, and they passed the bond issue for Rue Green Coliseum, it's very important because basketball is a sport that you can make. If you make the NCAA tournament, there's ways to make money and do well. And Southern Miss coming off last season is really, you know, feeling good about their basketball program and the direction it's heading. you got to put the money in that basketball program now. And I think that's what they're trying to do and make those improvements. It has to be done, though, guys. It has to be done. Kelly, you graduated from a college that has a big-time basketball program, Iowa State. Brings a lot of money into that athletic department, doesn't it? And Jane Ladner is very clear when he, when he speaks to different uh, uh, groups around the country, including Club One here last week, and he talked about you know the overhead of basketball. Men's basketball can be a revenue generator no question. at Southern Miss, as baseball has proven, uh, because there's not as many athletes on the team, so it starts with funding scholarships, not as many players. You don't have to fund as many scholarships, right? So you get people in those stands, you can actually turn a profit in basketball, make the NCAA tournament, you know, because you, there's residual income for years to come after that. So... When it comes to you know the overhead of what it costs compared to what you can make, basketball is worth the investment. I would contend that basketball is even more of a potential revenue generator than baseball. Here, I mean, yeah, potentially. I, I, w- I would agree with you, Bob. You know, it's uh, the amount of scholarships, the travel, um, everything costs less with basketball. Uh, it's just uh, you can make more money off of it. You don't have to sell as many tickets to break even. So it, it is. It, it can be a huge money generating uh, sport for Southern Miss, but they need to upgrade facilities. They need to do these things not only for the fans, but also uh, players. You're recruiting. That can be a recruiting tool for you. You bring them in, show them shiny new stuff, and that's what kids want to see. Yeah, but then- so it's not only for the court, but it's also getting future players in. All right, we're going to continue our conversation. Go switch to football. Uh, keep Heath for a couple more minutes. Switch to football and talk to Kelly about the big NFL game tonight. Had a junior college wrap-up before the show's over today and some changes at Pearl River, Kelly. A new offensive coordinator, Mike uh, Frazier, will be joining us from JUCO Weekly a little bit later on in the show. Hang on, everybody.
Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to thank Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Also want to thank our friends at Town & Country Cleaners, Hattiesburg's most trusted cleaners. Family-owned and operated since 1983, they offer services like steam pressing, shirt laundry, minor alterations, and, of course, dry cleaning. You can visit Town & Country Cleaners at their convenient location across from USM, or you can call them at 601-264-4920. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. The queen of Southern Miss swag, Miss Kathleen, down on Campus Bookmark. Kelly, I know you love her. That almost... That almost sounds like an entrance to the wrestling ring, you know? The queen of Southern Miss swag, <laughs> Miss Kathleen. Uh, what was my wrestler I love so much? Um, Van Vicious. Yeah, yeah. He's scrumptious. Mr. Delicious. Mr. Delicious. He's scrumptious. <laughs> that's, that's for another show. <laughs> and that would be, see, my name, my wrestling name would be Bulky Betting. Yeah, you <laughs> Now we know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Now we know what that is. It's a wrestler. <laughs> That's right. Heath at Big Old Nation is with us. Uh, we talked a little bit about basketball. Obviously, uh, the elephant in the room is the Saturday game. Yeah, right? but, but can, I, can I one more point sure. before we move on to football? And, and Heath made a good point about the you know renovations at Reed Green. And so just when you think you're getting ahead of the curve here, right? So here come the renovations in Reed Green. Well, now here comes NIL. All right, so you think, okay, here we got our facilities taken care of. Well, nope. Now here comes another yeah. 150 or 200,000 you're going to have to raise every year to get guys in here to play. It just seems like it never stops. And there was a meeting earlier this week um, uh, with, with a number of people trying to figure out an NIL path for the baseball team. As great as the baseball program is, now you have to think, well, where do we come up with this money? For NIL deals down the line here, you know, because we've got to have the money to stay competitive. So it really never really ends. No, and, and, and Jay Ladner shared the story about a big that they were going after and thought that they had a good chance, you know, to sign him. Um, but by the time that they even, you know, they, they got off the phone and we're going to see what they could do with them, you know, with limited budgets and so on. But then they call the kid a week later and – Central Florida had offered this kid three hundred. Central Florida, who's not even a basketball power, had offered this kid three hundred and twenty thousand dollars. This is the same uh, Central Florida that basically purchased uh, a local quarterback, John Rice Plumley, who was yeah. at prepped at Oak Grove and then went on uh, to Ole Miss. Uh, it's the it's the new norm, unfortunately. Uh, no Guys, it's 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 free agency without a cap. That's exactly what it That's is. All it is, and it's amateur free agency. Mm-hmm. All right, so Saturday, uh, what time, Kelly? 11 a.m. 11 a.m., a little breakfast get-together with the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs, who will be debuting their new interim coach. Uh, Golden Eagles come in on a two-game win streak. Mississippi State has not had a good year, thus they fired their coach even before the season ended. Didn't let him finish a season, but nevertheless. Chances of the Golden Eagles pulling the upset, Heath Hinton. I mean, you got to think, you know, it, it could be pretty good. Uh, depends on which Southern Miss team shows up. It's been the past three games, the offense is, what, top 16 in the nation last three games. So the offense has showed up. Defense got a little better. Um, depends on which Mississippi State team shows up. How are they going to 
uh, react to what's happened? How do, how do their players feel? Do they feel like they're playing for anything? You know, State can still make a bowl game. Uh, so, I mean, it's, look, this is an in-state rivalry, and Southern Miss is looking at this like it's their bowl game. And they're out there, what, practice has been incredible, and they're excited about the opportunity. Go lace it up and see what happens. And I think Southern Miss has a good chance. Look, if Southern Miss was ever going to beat Mississippi State, this is the chance to do it this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they have a pretty good shot, considering everything that's happened and what's going on. Is 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 there a doubt, you guys, that Ethan Crawford – it, I mean, he's going to play, right? I mean, they're going to they're going to burn the red shirt. I would say if I were coaching the football team, he would play. Yeah, and I'd still have him for three more years. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Keith? I mean, in the day of NIL, you don't know how long you're going to get a kid for anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, they haven't said, but I mean, if it were me, I would probably play him. Yeah, I'd play him a lot. I, I would have to give that state defense a different look and. We saw it when he got comfortable throwing the football in the second half at Louisiana. He's a special talent. He's effective. Uh, put him out there and let's see what happens. So, Kelly, uh, let me use this analogy. Beating Mississippi State Saturday, would that be like putting a real soothing medicine on a burn? I mean, would, would, it, would it not really just – Make things so much better for the year. It, it would for Southern Miss. For Mississippi State, it, it would, would be, be like getting burned. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be like vinegar in the burn. Uh, I think, but you know, it would it would it would really be a microcosm of both teams' seasons. You know, where Southern Miss is is playing well here at the end of the year. You know, there's a lot of a lot of looking back now at gosh, what what, what might have happened. You know, had the offensive change taken place earlier this season, whether it's play calling, whether it's execution, whether it's maturity on the offensive line, what have you, uh, you know, what might have happened. It is, it is what it is. But uh, I think if Southern Miss were to pull that off, it would, it would definitely be an exclamation point as to the directions each of these teams are going at this time of the, of the season. And, you know, then you got Troy coming up. Troy's already locked down the West. They've already won the West. Western Division. So they're going to be in the championship game either way. So then Troy's got a decision to make as far as kind of like an NFL team that's already, you know, made the playoffs. You're going to put your stud quarterback out there in a game that doesn't mean anything in the standings or anything like that and then not potentially take a chance of injury and then not have him play in the championship game. I mean, and I know that's another game down the road, but still the coaches can say they take it a game at a time, but don't don't tell no, me they're right. not thinking about these things. So Heath, let's uh, let's just put a big smile on our face here for a second and say the Golden Eagles win the last two games. That would be what five straight wins to end the season. Certainly, four, yeah. that would hush up the critics, would it not? It would. Be, it would be four straight. Yeah, four straight to uh, end the season. It would Correct. be a. It would be a huge. It would be great for Will Hall. It would be great for what the team went through. I think it would tell you a lot about the makeup of this. I think we've already seen a lot about the makeup of this football team, that they haven't given up. But I think it would also show that this team uh, fights to the end. They have strong leadership, and they believe in what they're doing. And the fact that Coach Hall was willing to make that decision about play calling, and I just think it would be – one of those situations where you go into next year looking for big things. 
in, in year four. And with what the young players they have, it would be huge. I, I don't think you could – I'll be honest with you, it would probably be bigger to beat Mississippi State than to win the bowl game last year. Oh, I think that's for sure. And, uh, and even and even as as tough a season it's been for Mississippi State, they still go into this game a two touchdown favorite, which just kind of tells you about the discrepancy that most people see talent wise in that conference that they're in, and the conference you know that the Eagles are in. How yeah, satisfying I mean, what, would it be? That's what uh, a lot of money from ESPN to do for you. It uh, helps you with facilities and. No. Bringing in the best players, it just uh, well. Sure, this is why you can hire a coach and not let him finish the full season. Throw him out, give him four million dollars, and go find yourself another one, right, Kelly? Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. Yeah, the running joke now is is that parents want their kids to grow up to be SEC head coaches, right? Because he can coach <laughs> seven or eight games and retire a millionaire. Think <laughs> about that. A multi. Think about that. Yeah. Or you, you could get fired and get seventy-eight million. Yeah, multi-millionaire. Yeah, that, you know, that's that's over the pale, of course. But just think about the guy in Starkville. He comes in, he does not finish a season, and he retires, like you said, a multi-millionaire. Well, he's retired temporarily. He's Well, yeah, but Zach, I mean, pay me $4 million, yeah. I'm retired. Yeah, well, yeah. well, me too. But, Zach, you know, these guys, Bob, have got such a competitive drive. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've, they've got to be busy. They can't just – it's very difficult for them to just I, go to I'd the be, house. I'd be like the Larry Fedora. Coach Fedora's told me and you, he's pretty much set. He enjoys living in Destin, Florida, and he don't have no interest in getting back in the rat race. And it's changing, including mm-hmm. this NIL and transfer portal. Th- those alone have, have forced how many people to retire prematurely, both basketball yeah, and lot. football? Well, a lot. If I, if I were Jimbo Fisher, I would buy an island in the Gulf or you know, out from Bahamas, move out there, build a nice little house, Mm-hmm. And uh, just enjoy the rest. You of know, my life. when you consider now money aside, but when you consider the amount of money Texas A and M spent not only on him but on players, it does tell you that money does not always result in winning, Kelly. It doesn't. No. And people talk about you know Jimbo Fisher. What about the athletic director that made that horrible deal? Yeah. You know what? Isn't there some culpability there? If yeah. that athletic director is still there, I think he needs to be shown the door as well. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. They got uh, Ross Gilwork over there from from Ole like Miss, that. right? Ole Miss, that's right. He's over there now. I mean, it's, think about the money that place has, Texas A&M. And then you've got Texas and Oklahoma coming into the SEC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the, I mean, I, I hate to say it from state and Ole Miss friends, but... Uh, that's not ooh, good news. <laughs> that golf's going to get yeah. big. All right, man. We appreciate you, Heath. And uh, if we don't talk to you before, then happy Thanksgiving, brother. You too, my friends. Y'all have a good one, guys. All right, Heath Hinton, Big Gold Nation, everybody. When we come back, going to wrap up what's been a great run with Mike Fraser, QCO Weekly. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, 4th Street Bar Grill sponsors this segment of the show. I guarantee you the football game at 11 o'clock Saturday morning will be on the every TV at 4th Street Bar and Grill. I'm sure they're going to cook up something a little special. Uh, we'll try to find out exactly what they've got planned. But uh, great place to watch the game 
Saturday will be Fourth Street Bar Grill, and of course tomorrow is the best day ever to go to Fourth Street Bar Grill because you, it is Catfish Friday. Yeah, you like you like that catfish. I like that. Catfish. You order that every time, every man. single time. We yeah. got to take the show back down there. Why have we been doing more of that? Yeah, we, we definitely need to. Of course, they'll have the, a very good NFL game on the TV tonight: the uh, Bengals be and Ravens. All right, real quick, Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everyone but Kelly can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and she will do that. One of the uh, great additions, I think, to our program this year has been our Thursday conversations with Mike Frazier from JUCO Weekly. I I have never talked to a man that knew more about junior college athletics than uh, Mike. And, Mike, uh, the championship game is Saturday, so this comes to an end. But I want to thank you uh, for all your contributions. And uh, preview the game. Preview the big championship game for us Saturday. Uh, no doubt, fellas, and, and thanks for the opportunity once again. I've enjoyed it on my end uh, as well. Yeah, you've got Colin uh, traveling up to East Mississippi for the conference title game. Colin and East Miss will meet for the second time this year. That's a wild football game now. Those are two quality teams. You know, East Mississippi 8-2, Colin 9-1. and Anytime you can uh, be the last two standing in, in the MACCC, you're, you're a special football team. So, uh, man, that's a 50-50 game. You know, Johnny Daniels has just been a flat-out rock star for Colin. Uh, rushed it again last week for 163 yards against Northwest. Caught five passes. Found the end zone four times. Of course, Ty Keyes, the Southern Miss transfer, he, he went wire to wire in leading the country uh, in, um, in, in, in passing yards. So, uh, man, that's just going to be a, an awesome football game. It's a big football game, too, regarding the national standings. Uh, the clean-cut version is if Colin wins, they're in. They're currently ranked fourth in the country by the NJCAA poll, which is the one that matters. We have them at number three. But Colin wins, they're in. The issue in lies if East Mississippi wins, will it be enough? Because you've got Snow and you've got Kilgore out there. I think Kilgore out of Texas, if they lose their conference championship game, They'll be nine and two, but their schedule was schedule was equally as strong. So, uh, if you're East Mississippi, you need to win, and they're big fans of Navarro to knock off Kilgore. Well, uh, you, you you said from the get go, Mike, that that two a two loss East Mississippi team was going to be a coin flip, and it looks like uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. You got it. Now, look, if East Mississippi wins that football game, and uh, Navarro wins their game against Kilgore, odds are really good they get in. Uh, I don't think I think Snow will get pushed out for Kilgore in East Mississippi, uh, but uh, you got to wait and see. If you're Colin, I mean, look how cold-hearted that league is uh, in the MACCC. Glenn Davis, if he loses that game, he finishes uh, nine and two and has nothing to show for it. Yeah, they'll get offered a bowl game; they might go, but you want that national playoff spot. That is how tough it is to win in Mississippi. And do we know why East Mississippi got the home draw when when, when the Lions had two losses, whereas Colin, uh, the Wolfpack, only had one? Sure. The league flip-flops uh, the, uh, the home site from the North Division and the South Division. Uh, there's two divisions in Mississippi, and it just happened to be the North Division's turn. The only way that would not be implemented is if two South teams participated in the conference championship game. And then it would go, then obviously, to the higher seed, so to speak. Correct. All right, Mike, outside of those two teams, give us a quick synopsis. Who 
Who were some of the, the junior college teams in Mississippi that had unexpectedly good years, and who do you think had disappointing years? Oh, boy, the disappointment, I think, uh, really that that, uh, that that South Division. I mean, what Pearl River did this year, a disappointing year for Southwest. Um, I, I, just thought the, I just thought the Mississippi League as a whole, still good, but not one of its better years. Seven teams under 500 out of the 14 uh, that play, you know, and that, that's, just, that, that's just not a good luck. So, uh, but it happens. It's a competitive league. Uh, I thought Texas was probably the strongest conference top to bottom this year. I've got Mississippi second. But uh, teams that had great years, surprising years, hey, how about Greg, how about Greg Davis up at Northeast? You know, came within uh, uh, ankle tackle going for the win against Northwest in their last regular season game, going for the two-point conversion, and the Northwest defender trips up the running back at the one-yard line. I had a solid year, 6-3, and three, terrific year uh, for him. Um, I still think they're trying to figure it out at Itawamba. Itawamba just, you know, just can't get going. I think they're obviously trying to figure it out at Hines. They, they've struggled again this year. Uh, of course, Pearl River, uh, Southwest. Um, and then on the top end of it, um, I thought, again, uh, Jones, Northwest, incredible, uh, solid seasons, East Mississippi and Colin and Mississippi Gulf Coast really um, are, are just the – just great years. If I had to rank them, guys, my group A would be Mississippi Gulf Coast, Colin, and East Mississippi. Those are really your group A's uh, regarding uh, uh, how talented and how, how deep these teams are and what they had to go through. And look, honorable mention to Jones. I mean, a lot of injuries, and they still won football games. Yeah. You know, they won without their quarterback, DJ Smith, in there. And then he comes back and uh, you know, and then you know they were they were just banged up going into that Gulf Coast game. Not making an excuse. I think Gulf Coast was the better team going in, but that's why you had that lopsided twenty-three to nothing score. They were just beat up, banged up, and that's part of it. You know, it's it's a grueling yeah. grind. Mike Pearl River has announced that Seth Smith will return as head coach next year, but have also announced the hiring of David Boykin as offensive coordinator at Pearl River. And you talk to the folks at the river and they love this hire. What do we know about David Boykin? Boy, how could you not? He's a two-time NJCAA national champ. Uh, obviously, he takes over as the OC. And they're going to go no huddle, up-tempo. They're going to run that spread offense offense and um you know he served uh i want to say we yeah, he was over at uh at east mississippi right. from i want to say 2017 to 2021 so uh won his share of national championships and look they've got a score guys when you're in the bottom of the barrel uh, on offense i mean 257 yards a game when you're in the company of the mississippi deltas and the Cahomas, the northeastern oklahomas and ellsworths of the world that is not a good thing when it comes to offense and, you know, Tim Hatton left there in 2012 and it's been 11 years before they can get that thing going. And, you know, Boykin is a terrific hire and there's a lot of hope and optimism, but it needs to be guarded because just remember guys, you're going up against Jack Wright. You're going up against Steve Buckley. You're going up against Glenn Davis, just in that South division, not to mention Buddy Stevens, Benji Parker and Greg Davis. So this is not going to be a, a monster change. This is going to be a gradual growth. I think if you're Pearl River, man, try to get you know you got to find a way to score. And I think with David Boykin, 
uh, coming in that is certainly a monster step in the right direction. Mike, this is from our text line. A, a caller uh, wants to know, it says, ask Mike if there is a chance if Colin or EMCC will host a national playoff game, or will it be Hutch out of Kansas or Iowa Western? Great question. Uh, Colin has the best chance. If Colin wins, they've got a serious chance at moving to number two, and then they would host Iowa Western. That is a legitimate possibility because Colin's strength of schedule, if they beat East Mississippi, they would have played six marquee tough games and would have gone five and one. And I think if Colin wins, they get my vote to be the number two team in the country. So four teams make it. One will play four. Two will play three. The NJCAA poll committee of 12 people will make that determination. So that is a 50-50 shot that Colin could move to the number two slot. But if they win in our poll, they would be number two in the country and host if it was up to us. Of course, they've got to beat East Mississippi, which is which is no cakewalk. <laughs> No doubt, buddy, tough to beat in scuba. I mean, look what happened last week. Mississippi Gulf Coast beat him pretty good, and, and last week Mississippi or, uh, East Mississippi got him. So it's tough. Flip a coin on this game, guys. You can give me either team, and I'd say okay. All right, Mike, before we run out of time, let our listeners know how they can access your website because I know you'll be covering basketball and throughout the year. How, how can people get to JUCO weekly and stay up to, up to the minute on, on JUCO sports? Absolutely. JucoWeekly.com is the website. You can follow us on Twitter at JucoWeekly. Also, we do a weekly podcast, a really good one, our best one of the year, where we had an all-star panel on to discuss uh, the national playoff scenarios. That's up there right now. We just taped that yesterday. So uh, you can go to um, uh, just download that free podcast. It's the Juco Weekly podcast, and you can find that just about anywhere. Uh, and and follow us along. So, yeah, we'll cover basketball and baseball as well. Well, my man, we'll be in touch with you, and uh, you have have shown me you are the go-to guy when it comes to (laughs) junior college athletics in Mississippi. So uh, we appreciate all that you've done uh, this fall. We will be in touch with you uh, periodically through basketball, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, Mike. Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, likewise, guys. All the best to you and continued success on your program. Uh, enjoy listening to it. All right. Thank you very much. Mike Frazier, Juco Wiggler. The what? best, Kelly. I mean, one more segment to go, Bob, and there's bad news for James Madison today as far as playing for a Sunbelt Conference title, but there's still a chance they could play a bowl game. We've got the official word from the NCAA about James Madison when the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and D-Bat Baseball and Softball Academy. I was actually driving through the parking lot the other night and saw a couple youngsters walking in there with their own bats and their own gloves. It was, you know, raining and cold, but, man, they were ready to get in there and, and take their cuts ready to go. Don't forget to log on to the website, too, and find out about uh, any of the holiday 
camps and clinics that they might be uh, putting forth. Get a chance for you to unwind a little bit and let the kids get out of the house. And when you hear that, I'm bored, I want something yeah. to do, well, you can keep them busy at D1 and DBAT Baseball and Softball Academy. And, uh, Kelly, before you get on to James Madison, if you were going to go this weekend to get a good dessert, hot coffee, where, where would you go? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Bob Getty, because next week, you know, my kids are coming in for Thanksgiving, and we've already made plans to go to, well, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Mobe Beignet Company. Yeah. On yeah. the Hardy Street. It's kind of right across mm-hmm. the street from the main entrance. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. They don't even make the, show you how fresh they are. And you hear about this place in New Orleans, right? Yeah. This place, the beignets are so fresh, they don't even make them until you order them. All right. Correct. So you might have to wait just a second for them, but you can enjoy the different flavored coffees. Powdered sugar. And it's worth it. Now, Kelly, can I make one suggestion? With your children there. You're going to ask me to limit my intake. No, no, no. no okay. No. Eat as many as you want, but right. pour the sauce over the beignet. Don't drink the sauce. It's not iced tea, Kelly. But but it's winding up in the same place, isn't it? Well, it is. But see, <laughs> Kelly's the only guy that goes to Mobe Beignet, and he didn't order anything to drink. <laughs> the sauce is what he drinks. <laughs> the buttercream. I'll put one buttercream on my beignets, and, and I'll ask for another little thing of, of buttercream. I'll put and that drink in, it. and my yeah. coffee. And then I'll have a third one and just drink it plain. Yeah. They so, love Kelly at Mo Baby. As if yeah. carbs and sugar aren't enough in the other three. <laughs> um, bad news for James Madison, as we've reported on the Eagle Hour, for the second time, James Madison has appealed to the NCAA Board of Appeals about waiving their second year wait on being eligible for a conference championship. And the NCAA says no. That the, it is a steadfast rule that making the transition from the lower divisions up to Division One, you have to wait for the second year, even though James Madison, we think, not having any skin in the game, has demonstrated all the things they needed to demonstrate to prove that they're confident, ready, and able to handle any of those challenges. They're undefeated on the year. They're ranked in the top 25, but the NCAA says no. Isn't that great? They are not going to be able to. So consequently, they're not going to be able to compete for the uh, – conference championship in the Sun Belt. We know that Troy has already locked up the the West. So now this throws the East into a little bit of a, you know, they're going to have to shuffle around the East a little bit. But now, what about their bowl situation? The situation with them and Jacksonville State is a team from Conference USA that's in the same boat that James Madison is in, okay? So they both had their waivers denied. But if there aren't enough teams that – qualify with six wins to fill the number of bowl openings then they'll open it up to the five and seven teams and most certainly james madison and jacksonville state would get an invitation at that point. Uh, i saw last week where nick saban spoke out about it and said how wrong it was the way they were doing james madison that they deserve to play for their conference championship and deserve to go to a bowl game that's from the main man himself so well because like like Nick Saban or not, it's all about the athletes. Right. All right. This isn't about administrators. It isn't about school presidents. It's not about athletic directors. It's about the athletes. And the athletes at James Madison have earned that right. So if you, in your mission statement, say that you are there to further the prospects for collegiate athletes, you right. say that out of one side of your mouth and then the other, other side of your mouth saying... Yeah, but you can't play in a ball. And here's another thing. James Madison could very well be the group of five school that gets a New Year's Day bowl game. But could that also be one of the reasons that they were denied? Well, I'm saying, though, if fair were fair, 
James Madison would probably be in the bird seat right now for that. Right, but but that's my point is they might be a little bit intimidated that the here's the new kid on the block, yeah. you know, making some noise, and who are they to stand up yeah. and uh, rain on our parade? I think that's so. one thing I like about the NFL so much. Everything is decided on the field. You know, there's not any politics. If you're good enough, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. If you're not, you're not. But you're going to get your shot. If you get into the playoffs, right? Yeah, I still, I still think that when it comes to, um, and it's been the Patriots in years past, and we've already, you know, talked about that, and the Chiefs, and and now maybe the Jaguars. But if you play in a in well, a that's right. markedly weaker division right. and happen to win, but there's no governing body that no. says you're not going to. Speaking of that, real quick, about forty seconds left. Huge game tonight. Todd Munkin's Ravens against your Bengals. I kind of like the Bengals in this game, but either way, I think it's two of the very best teams in the league. And you don't think, Bob, that some colleges will try to court, not necessarily Mississippi State, but you don't think any other college might? Well, I think they might, but I'd be surprised because the impression that I've always gotten from him, he I'm happy to say he's been on our show every time we've ever asked, is that he wants to coach in the NFL. He don't want to put up with the classroom are you going to class are you doing this are you going to go to another school for x amount of dollars i think todd munkin wants to be a head coach in the nfl and i can't imagine that he can't get there you know well especially with this resume he's putting together yesterday i erroneously reported that the volleyball team was playing yesterday in foley alabama because i thought yesterday was thursday but actually today is thursday so they will play marshall tonight at seven o'clock uh in the conference tournament that games or those games rather on espn plus all right kelly and i will be back here tomorrow at one o'clock we hope you will too always want to thank you for listening we do sincerely appreciate that until tomorrow southern myth to the top Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.